1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All
2: right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man?
3: Spencer, I am rolling. I'm ready. So To talk some football.
2: Dude, next week. This week, really. Yeah. Get the tailgate show kicking off.
3: Yeah. Shout out to Rob. Thanks for hopping on last week's short notice while I was out. Appreciate it.
2: It was only short notice because I delayed so long in asking him. I don't think I asked him Monday. Oh, <laughs> well, you're good. But I knew I knew before Monday that you weren't going to be able to make it. So that's on me. But he was, he was fantastic. I always love having Rob on. And, of course, when he has us on, which we will be, Starting this Saturday, Rob Bro's College Tailgate Show. 10 to noon, 10 a.m. to noon on Talk. Is it Talk 103.9? Yes. 103.9 FM here in Lubbock, 9.60 a.m. in San Angelo or anywhere you stream. KKAM.com, Talk 103.9 mobile app. It is Rob Bro, Kyle Jacobson, Gambling Gauchos plus 23 personnel. Your favorite podcasting quartet, duo of podcasts, however you want to number that, get together every week starting this weekend through bowl season, and then uh, we'll see what happens from there.
3: Yeah, this is, we, we, are, we are honored to be on year four. Year four, that's right. Yes, year four uh, for us, and I believe it's year six for the show altogether. So we're, we're proud to be part of the, uh, part of the quad squad. Can we call us that? There's four of us.
2: I'm, I'm just, I'm just, Do we uh, all have impeccable quads. I'm just appreciative that, uh, uh, we got asked back so many yes. times. <laughs> it's
3: so. always good. It's always good to get asked back somewhere.
2: So this week talking a little bit, well, one, I, I, I want Michael to participate in some of the conversation I had with with Rob Rose. We're going to talk a little bit about his perspective on the letdown look-ahead sandwich part of the schedule. Uh, he's, he's heard the episode or at least knows a little bit where I stand on it. We'll get his take on where Texas Tech falls on the opponent's schedule. We'll look at fall camp. There was a starting quarterback announced. Uh, get our thoughts in on that. Look around at Week zero, Patrick Mahomes news. And then we're gonna do our season projections and predictions. We're gonna go ahead and get those out of the way because next week we are doing our Murray State and then some projection. Preview. Preview episodes. So we have a lot to cover. If you want to keep up with us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, at puntsuck, at Michael underscore LBK. And as always. Or at least for the past th- three years, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate on your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sports Drink. That's spelled like sports drink, but without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. With all that, Michael, are you ready to yes. jump into some football? Let's do this. All right, man. Chuck keeps it himself. Made two guys miss. Touchdown! To now the end zone. Picked off
1: it, And it's picked off! Pick six! Jeffers!
2: able to escape and that's picked Very off
1: back to back turnovers and Waters one of the
2: other way 20. Tech
1: down 10. the skyline. Touchdown pick 70 yards Marquise Waters
2: play fake finds Starp again and he's in the end zone for his first collegiate touchdown. The deep ball down the middle and it's caught touchdown Texas Tech. Miles Price, 39 yards for the
0: score. Yeah, actually 30.
2: Intercepted. Picked off at the 20 yard line. Smith to throw it. has a man downfield. And Texas Tech finds the end zone. It's McLean Mannix. Brooks through the left side to the five. Touchdown, Red Raiders. Yes. Smith. Buying a little time. Throwing to the back of the end zone.
0: Tied at 38, three seconds to go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into it. It may be long enough.
1: It is good! It is good! It is good!
0: Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal! Oh, my God, can you believe that? Wow.
2: You know, there's always something that I think of. during that every time
3: yeah okay what was yours you go first so
2: this time i was thinking you know once the new uh rights deal gets announced we're gonna have to change the background music oh that's the fox college football theme
3: yeah yeah we'll, we'll have to see what uh tubi comes up with man I'm, or I'm, um I'm, or free v yeah. plus or uh you know my, i'm open i'm open to all of these excellent windows that these streaming services are going to have for us it's gonna be great I'm and, looking forward to Midnight um, Madness <laughs> Thursday 1 a.m. kickoff just because it's going to be the only one on, and that's important on the Apple TV.
2: I'm, re- I'm really hoping it's going to be Apple. Let's, let's just be honest. That or, or Amazon. Yeah, that'd be fine. It'd give
3: me an excuse to subscribe to Apple, and then I can catch up on all those great shows that I need to start. Sure.
2: So what what did you think of?
3: I just... <laughs> John Harris going wow just that, that just gets me I've probably mentioned it a few times but I haven't in a while so I had to I had to recall that one
2: um, and then I also asked um, I also thought about when our, our man our color guy was was talking over the play by play and I asked Rob like hey what would you do and he said we'd have words in the break <laughs> it was Brandon Jacobs by the way Brandon Jacobs thank, former thank you. New York Giants running back love him dearly
3: i felt for rob because i felt like i mean he aside from uh keith he's the only guy that we would talk to that would have that situation actually happen and have to deal with it and be like hey dude um just let let me call the touchdown please just i will throw to you i will i will i will point finger guns at you if you need me to and then (laughs) you can speak
2: yeah hey speaking of finger guns um did you see the big news for patrick mahomes i did he is going to be a featured character in fortnite oh, oh that's been, okay you i'm got sorry me. I'm, I'm messing with you i mean it's true but that's not what we want to talk about um yeah mahomes patrick mahomes selected the texas tech ring of honor hall
1: of
0: welding instructor alex declare knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu podcast
2: Of Fame will be inducted October 28th. Do you see the video when they announced it after his preseason game?
3: I they got video actually of didn't. I okay. know that the video existed, but so, I didn't actually watch it.
2: They did the announcement. They actually played it in the stadium there at Arrowhead. Uh, and Skuvanek and Hokut were there, surprised him on the field, and then they played it on the Jumbotron, the big screen there, otherwise he watched and they got a video of him. It's really cool. So um, Patrick Mahomes will be, what is it, the seventh player into the Ring of Honor? Eighth. He'll be the eighth. Eighth member, and
3: I guess it's just kind of a matter of time, really. I mean, you might as well just go ahead and get it done now. Strike while the iron's hot. The man's proved himself in the in the in the pros for sure. Had a prolific career, stats-wise, here at Tech. I mean, it wasn't his fault that his defense allowed forty-three points a game. Um, So I'm just, I'm still kind of unsure what qualifies. I. Yeah, because when you think the about it, all guys that were there had unquestionable success in college, um, and their teams did too. I think.
2: Yeah, Mahomes like statistically had success, but you know, as as the leader of a team, like he his, there were teams losing yeah. season where Mahomes was the starting quarterback, and then you said it's not his fault. Um, but yeah, it's like it, it was one of those things where like you couldn't. Not put him in it like that would be like a glaring oversight. Like Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech and he's not in their, their football hall of fame, yeah. But also, like, I mean, let's be honest, he's not the quarterback, like, he wasn't. I don't want to downplay what he did at Texas Tech because he was freaking Houdini, no. Um, but in terms of like, like, he's continued to progress in his career and his abilities. Success. However you want to say it.
3: So you don't have the best third down percentage in the country just because, uh, Kingsbury called great plays or something. You have it because of the guy taking those snaps. Um, yeah. and then at the same token, you have the 128th ranked defense,
2: Give it them. So it's 45 it's points it. a game. So yep. he's going to join Elmer Tarbox, uh, just all-time favorite name. Also, one of my favorite throwback uniforms. I would love to see Texas Tech do. Were worn uh, back in Tarbox's day. Leather helmet and all. Go for it. Crabtree, Zach Thomas, Gabe Rivera, Dave Parks, EJ Holeb, and Donnie Anderson.
3: I, I did like that in the official release from Tech. They got a. Of course, they had to get a quote. A quote from head coach Joey McGuire, and he naturally mentioned. The high school that Mahomes went to. Oh, of course, it was like his second sentence. From afar, you could see how talented he was as a star at White House High School, and I just thought, yeah, of course he's mentioned the high school.
2: Mm-hmm. Good,
3: good, good job by you. Good job by you, Coach. You never know when another kid may come out of White House and be really special.
2: You know who else saw him coming out of uh, out of high school and really wanted him was uh, Mac Brown. Are you are you are you joking with me again? No. He wanted to be a safety. Uh, <laughs> All right. Speaking serious. of quarterbacks, uh, Joey McGuire has announced starting quarterback Tyler Shuck. Surprised or not surprised, Michael?
3: I am not surprised. I don't have any hot takes on this. My, I had the what? I had the boring that's, that's take we of. Well, I, I got some hot takes later. You just you just you just wait down there. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I you can call it boring if you want, but that was. Pretty much who I wanted. I just, I, I've I've seen him around town. He is every bit of six five two thirty. So is Smith. I mean, you know, I'm, both of these guys are large dudes. But um, I, I just, I think he's got a really good shot at uh, performing well in Kitley's offense. And that Smith is just—he's younger. He's got more years to to play as a red Raider. And I I think it's kind of one of those things where if, if you start Smith and that didn't work out and then you went to Shuck and Shuck really did well, you'd kind of feel like, Oh man, we, we should have done that all season. Whereas opposed, uh, you know, if, if you start Shuck and end up somehow switching to Smith later on, you can live with it because Shucks, about to be out of eligibility anyway. But anyway, I know that's not like a vying endorsement. But man, I did like he had a he had a nice deep ball. We just didn't get to see him very much last year, and I think he will. I think Cumbie kind of learned a little bit along the way as well,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and hopefully he'll have a little bit more stability with with Kitley there, and you know stay healthy and. Smith he, he had to go through two head coaches basically. Just what a what a nightmare last season was for those players, but they they did really well and Comby did the best he could.
2: Yeah, so when when, when you were talking about uh not seeing Shuck very much, he played in four games. He started four games. So of course he went down in the Texas game which was game 4. And Smith ended up playing the final five games. Uh, and I was like, "Wait, that doesn't add up to 13." <laughs> right. Henry Columbia played a lot more a lot more than I remember him playing. He played the middle Was it four games between the two of them? He came in in the Texas game. Looked pretty dang good in a really bad losing effort for the team, Uh, or at least I mean, he looked better than than I would have expected. Backup being thrown in on the road at Texas to do. Um, Yes, but Shuck is the uh, the senior of the bunch. I don't know if he's technically a senior. I think he may be a junior. doesn't really matter. I don't, I don't expect him to be here past this year uh, with his ambitions to play professionally. Um, and if he has a season, anything close to what we've seen Kitley do with uh, Bailey Zappi, uh, you can expect Chuck to be testing the waters. Um, but through those four games, he threw nearly 70% completion percentage, uh, almost 900 passing yards at nine and a half yards per attempt, six touchdowns to three interceptions. Smith, who I thought was was really, really good, didn't have the completion percentage uh, that I, I, I thought he did. He, it was just over 61%, but he threw for almost 1,200 yards, which in, I guess, a game and a half more, uh, you know, through for 400 more yards than, no, I guess almost exactly 300 more yards. No. Yes. <laughs> I can do math on the fly. 300 more yards in a game and a half, Um, eight and a half yards per carry, sorry, per attempt, seven touchdowns, two interceptions, did carry the ball 56 times for 155 yards and additional three touchdowns. Michael, I know that a lot of people, and you, you kind of said it, um, or you you hinted that there's been this uh, sentiment within the fan base of looking at the schedule this year, uh, uh, understanding it may be difficult, or maybe you know some people may seem like okay if we're gonna roll with new coach, new coordinators, all this kind of stuff, we might might as well go with the young guy at quarterback. And they were saying, "Hey, f- f- thanks, Tyler Shuck, but let's let's go with Baron Morton." Did you um you have a preference on on who the backup is for Shuck? Like, is it a let, let's go ahead and try to get Morton involved, or still roll with with, with Donovan Smith because we've seen what he can do. Um, there haven't been the negative remarks through fall practice for for Smith as we've seen for for Morton, anything like that. So, do you have a do you care who the backup is or
3: I, that one? I have a little bit more of an opinion on. I do think it should be Smith. I, I think Smith should be QB two. He should be getting the second most reps in practice. He by far has the most experience out of, you know, him or Morton playing in actual football games. And it's not a disrespect to Morton. And I, you know, at the risk of possibly losing one of those guys after this season, if it's apparent that, you know, whoever's not going to start doesn't want to stay. I, I, this staff, man, I don't know if that's going to happen with this staff. I think they're going to be able to retain Smith and Morton after this season, even if they barely take a snap aside from, you know, some garbage time or some special play red zone plays that they may run in Smith for, which I kind of have mixed feelings about because I don't know, maybe they do it to a point where they, cause he's got, he's got a decent arm. I mean, he missed yeah. some, some throws last year and, but he's got a good arm, so hopefully they do it in a way where it'll keep the defense guessing. They won't just automatically, okay, well, we're just going to stack the box because he's going to try to run it. Yeah, I, 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 They're going to run the option. Let's figure this out.
2: I think you could definitely put Donovan Smith in in a goal line type situation and still still feel perfectly comfortable throwing the ball. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to make them think like, okay, they're changing quarterbacks down here at the goal line to a guy that Ran the ball a whole lot more than the starter did last year. Let's 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 keep an eye on that, and then does like a Robert Griffin the third deep play fake right where he like bends over at the waist and pops up and throws behind the the defenders who bit supremely hard on on, on the run fake. So I, so yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I want to see Smith uh, be the backup and and understand like that may have a an, that may play a role in the psyche of, of Morton. It's like he, he's a highly rated quarterback obviously coming in is he is he going to be okay to sit another year or is he going to be like head two is 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 pushing it so i don't know um i did hear some somebody say that they were floating the idea it was like well w- what if kitley used uh the Donovan Smith how TCU used Trevon Boykin when he wasn't starting quarterback and put him out there at receiver. I was like, no, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Cause don't, what happens, don't,
3: don't get your guy hurt. If don't you're get your backup quarterback, hurt
2: playing receiver, linebacker yeah.
3: spears him or something. Yeah. Let's, let's not let's expose not expose the, the guy who's supposed to take the snaps. If something happens to shuck to just getting piled on by a defensive
2: tackle. Yeah. Okay. So same page. Love it. Week zero. College football starts Saturday, so
3: I did. I did call this. This is kind of a double meaning. It's I, I labeled this link week zero interest, and it could be taken <laughs> week zero, yeah,
2: or zero, or week interest.
3: zero interest. Because I, man, if this wasn't the first taste of college football we've had since January.
2: I would totally
3: schedule a complete. This is this would be a complete lawn day. There would be nothing. (laughs) The TV might be on, but I would not be paying any attention to it.
2: This, you know, you know, this reminds me of like early bowl season. (laughs) Yeah, like early December bowl season.
3: Yeah, yeah, those very first bowls.
2: Yeah. So you do get a Big Ten conference game, but it's also going to be in Dublin so go ahead and send nebraska and northwestern to ireland yeah. why because we can it's good for the it's good for the sport it's good for the
3: yeah i don't know what the hell it's good for
2: austin p at western kentucky idaho state at unlv Yukon at utah state wyoming at illinois duquesne at florida state charlotte Ford atlantic florida a&m north carolina north texas utep that's it that's, that's the one. Nevada. And, and, I mean, really. We're Nevada.
3: talking North Texas UTEP, and I'm going, and I perked up. I'm like, yeah. Oh, mean green miners. Let's, okay, 8 o'clock. That seems perfect. I'll have all the yard work done. We can watch that
2: one. I don't know why, other, other than it just being available. Vanderbilt at Hawaii, I was like,
3: yeah. Yeah, that's a sicko committee special right there.
2: I could turn that on yeah nine thirty o'clock
1: c b s nine thirty o'clock
2: that's yeah. a thing so week zero um you do like i said you do get the big ten conference game on fox at eleven thirty but uh man like why- why 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 are we getting into the business of sending really bad football overseas like <laughs> we want to get more europeans involved and... Interested in the sport? Like, why are we sending really bad? The jaguars just constantly the jaguars. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
3: okay, and also, um, I wanted to see because I didn't think it was very good. Oh yes, let's get two of the bottom three Big Ten teams from last year to Dublin. Yeah, because Nebraska and Northwestern both went three and nine, one and eight in conference. Ship shipping off to Dublin. Let's go for it.
2: And like, what what do you do with like the fan base of those teams? Like, hey, you know, you don't get this game at home. I, I, don't, I don't know where it was supposed to be that year, but you don't get it. We're gonna send it, anyways. So yeah, I'm the degenerate in me is gonna find something to watch. Oh sure, and, and just have it on. So I was like, what are you watching? I'm like yeah. But this is
3: this is, I mean, this is bad. I mean, none of the Duquesne, Florida State. That's on ACC Network. No one's even has the ACC Network. Idaho State, UNLV. I, What's Nevada, funny? New
2: Mexico State. That's sort of you perked up at something? North Texas, UTEP. That's not even going to be on TV. That's the one game that, that we can be, be on not, TV. Is it? Oh. Nevada, New Mexico State, ESPN two. Well, I may have to watch that one.
3: I guess at until 9 o'clock. Vandy
2: kicks off at Hawaii at nine thirty. Um following week though, is it any better? Oh, yeah, I guess it's a little better. You get central Michigan at Oklahoma State. You get that rematch.
3: Well, those are these are all the those are Thursday.
2: This is yeah, Thursday the first. So the following week. West Virginia Pitt. Obviously yes. that's gonna be a big game. Ball State, Tennessee. Eh, South Carolina State UCF, go Big Twelve. Um it's, let's see. Penn State at Purdue. There's another Big Ten. Ooh, yeah. Alabama A&M and UAB. Oh, That's, the Alabama clash. Yeah, Louisiana Tech at Missouri goes sunny. Uh, New Mexico I might actually State. watch that one. New Mexico State plays on Saturday and then on Thursday. That's rough. Northern Arizona at Arizona State, Cal Poly. Fred. There's a bunch of games on, on Thursday night. There's a handful on Friday, probably headlined by TCU Colorado. You think?
3: Snooze. I mean, that's still terrible. That storied rivalry of Colorado and TCU. Yawn.
2: Tennessee Tech at Kansas. My dad went to Tennessee Tech. Oh, well, upset special there. At Kansas, they got a shot. Um, and then obviously getting into the, the full slate on Saturday, the third. So, all right. So we're both the same, but we may have a game on this weekend, but not like because we absolutely are tuned into the game. It's just I've college football. See, I've back. got to
3: see me, me corn huskers. <laughs> I've got to see me corn huskers.
2: <laughs> okay. So we talked about a lot, let down, look ahead sandwich, Michael. Yes. Where, where do you fall on? Is that a thing? Is that something that Texas tech could possibly look to benefit from this upcoming season? I don't want to go through the, the schedule game by game. Like we did last week. Um, because I've got the picture up in front of you, so you you, you can see it. I don't want to like read through it again. But your thoughts yeah. are there. Are there spots where tex Tech is like they're catching their opponent at a bad time for them?
3: I think you're onto something with Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State's pretty close, so Kansas State That's will a play good in Norman the week before they come to Lubbock, and then after they. Come to Lubbock. They will then go to Ames. No. No,
2: they're back home for Ames.
3: They're back home? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: No, Gray is is home. Okay. Yep. I'm reading that wrong. No, so
3: I said they'll go to Lubbock, and they won't. That's where I messed up.
2: So they go to OU. They come back for for, for Texas Tech, and then they go to Ames.
3: That's where I messed up. Yep. So that could be a letdown look ahead because things – in Norman may not go well. I don't know. I feel pretty good about well, Kansas State this year. They they have historically done pretty well against the Sooners. They absolutely have. And that was with, you know, Shaman of the South Plains, Lincoln Riley leading everything. Uh, so I, I do th- think you have something there. I, I can't remember if y'all mentioned OU or not, but that one is definitely on my radar because before mm-hmm. OU comes to Lubbock, they will have just... Played Bedlam Bedlam, Mm -hmm. and possibly one of the, one of the last Bedlams. Um, It will be in Norman. So, and they have done really well in these games, but this one might be a little trickier with uh, Venables there and him kind of figuring everything out. And so then, you know, their last game of the season is coming to Lubbock to a place that absolutely hates them. And I hope nobody forgets that it wasn't just <laughs> UT who did all this crap. It was OU as well. They were completely involved. And anyway, I just like to remind everybody as much as I can. And you know, I think tech's gonna be kind of on the rise. I think OU might have had a rough loss possibly. And maybe looking ahead to the Big Twelve Championship game. So I, I think Kansas State and OU have potential for a, a big old Red Raider size let down look ahead sandwich.
2: Um, I'm looking across the schedule again, Baylor, maybe with the look ahead to Oklahoma, but they're going to be coming off of a week of, of, of playing Kansas. So yeah, um, Iowa state, it's going to, it's going to be difficult to win up in Ames for Texas tech. Uh, and, I mean, they're 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 going to be coming off of Oklahoma State, getting ready for TCU. I don't I don't like that matchup so well. Uh, Oklahoma State, you get them early, um, surrounded by Baylor and TCU. I don't think it's a big deal so much. TCU between West Virginia and Texas. Yeah,
3: but they're not going to really.
2: I, I... That'll be a home game for. <sighs>
3: I don't know. TCU and West Virginia, that's just... Whoever scores 15 first is going to win that one. I don't know. I don't know what either of those teams are going to do.
2: Texas, you get them first, uh, and then they go to West Virginia. Sorry, no, they, they go back home to host West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia between a Thursday game uh, against Baylor and then TCU. So I think you're right. I think your you're two best options, and they're going to be teams that you're going to need... Uh, the shot for uh, Kansas State and Oklahoma, so
3: yeah, and I'm probably going to pick us to lose both of those, but but still, I still, I still think it's the best. As because as soon as I say this, someone's going to be like, okay, well, he's obviously going to pick Tech to to beat the Wildcats and the Sooners, and I, I don't know, I don't think
2: I'm I'm able to do. Are you Are you ready to do some picks? Yeah, man, let's 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 jump into the season projections. Let's oh. Do it official. I, if I had the the right sound, I'd be like playing something let me see if i got something i probably don't uh nope. Mm-mm, i don't have anything on the board so we'll just we're just gonna jump right into it so okay. we're gonna go through this this season the texas tech schedule look at fpi uh the bill Connolly s&p plus if you want to consider returning production uh as a, as a means of benefits or however you want we we can talk about that and then look at the projected over-under wins. Um, starting off, obviously, Murray State, FPI gives Texas Tech, Tech a 99% chance here. I think we're both going to take the dub here. Yeah, no, okay. no
3: surprise there. I'm, I mean, I really don't know what to say about them yet. I'm not sure what we'll talk about next week because <laughs> I don't know a lot about the racers. Aside from last year, they were 6-5, and 3-3, three and three which put him fourth in the Ohio Valley conference in the FCS. So he's done his
2: research, man. I, I couldn't tell you anything about Murray state besides snooze
3: next. I did. I did a I Google. Go- I did a Google. So <laughs> a Google. tech's going to win that one.
2: Okay. Following week at home versus currently 24th ranked Houston FBI gives you a 55 and percent chance there. You are negative in the S and P plus difference, uh, they are ranked overall. to ten point three. Where Texas Tech is a six point three. They are returning sixty four percent of their returning production. It's a home game, Michael. I I feel pretty good about this one. I'm, I'm taking Tech to start off two and zero.
3: Okay, I've I Uh-oh. have some thoughts. Oh no, I'm, I'm hesitant. I wish we could make this pick after game one because.
2: That's not what this is. This segment's know, for, I man.
3: Know. Houston's first game is at UTSA at 9.30. 9.30. Oh, my gosh. On uh, September 3rd at 2.30 on CBS Sports. So for the 10 of you listening who get CBS Sports, you can watch this game. I, I think that would, would be a great one to watch just because you'll get to see, one, UTSA, the, the diamond in the rough of Texas football teams, and just kind of see what Houston's going to be about this year. Um, and so I just really wish we could make this pick after that game. I don't want to downplay what they did. I mean, they went 12-2 and two last year. Of course, their only losses were to Texas Tech and Cincinnati. That's right. Um, they did beat an SEC foe, Auburn, in, a, in the Birmingham Bowl. So it, well, it's, Auburn was down, man. They were, they were out I, of it. I know. And, you know, the AAC is kind of – it's the AAC – so I'm still going to pick tech to win
2: there you all go. That to say,
3: but I just <laughs> think it was, I'm not, I'm not as super confident about it because Houston's going to be a pretty good team and, and they've got
2: quite a few guys returning. Is Houston going to be looking ahead to their matchup back at home versus Kansas? Oh, probably <laughs> not. Probably not. No. All right, first road trip next week on the 17th at NC State, currently ranked 13th in the polls, 25.2% according to ESPN. This is almost a 10-point differential on S&P+. I think you fall here. First loss of the Joey Maguire regime era. Yeah,
3: I'm seeing the same thing. I mean, they've had uncharacteristic stability at the head coaching position of Doran. Is that how you say his name? Dave Doran. Yeah. He's, he's coming into his 10th season.
2: They did lose to Um, Mississippi state last year though.
3: Yes. And, and they lost. So last year, I mean, I think they underperformed really considering how well they did. They were nine and three, but their two losses were by four points. They lost 30 to 31 to Miami and they lost 42-45 to uh, then number 12 Wake Forest. And both of those games were on the road. And like you said, they lost to Mississippi State.
2: Also
1: on the but, road, though.
3: Yes, also on the road. They were a perfect 7-0 at home. They only lost one home game the year before, I think. So I think they're 12-1 and at home. Sheesh. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, they, they are tough to play at home. They've got a lot of guys coming back, too. I think on this chart, they've got by far the most percentage. Maybe not by far,
2: but actually Kansas does. Oh. And TCU. But see, I, I don't know how much, like, when, I, when I, I look at that and I see Kansas is returning 82% of their their production, TCU returning 83%. I'm like, I don't know how much that's <laughs> going to help either one of those teams. But yeah. for a team like NC State, it's like, Ugh. They were really good last year. They're bringing their whole team back.
3: <laughs> so I, have I'm, you ever, before before we move on to Texas, have you ever had Bojangles? No. I looked it up. They're not even, I don't know if there's one west of Tennessee. They are really, truly a North Carolina, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee thing. I don't think there's even one in Georgia. Um, I just looked up the closest to us is Memphis. Memphis. So <laughs> it's, next time I go visit my in-laws in Kentucky, I'll see, I'll report because I had a couple of people really praise Bojangles on Twitter after, and, and even a couple of them said it's better than Popeye's, which I mean, Hey, that's, that's a bold, that's a bold statement to make. Speaking of bold statements,
2: you ready to pick this Texas game? Uh, it's not going to be bold for me, man. Oh, spoiler what? alert. Spitzer. Spitzer. This has an even lower confidence from ESPN Uh, just just as large of a gap in terms of team strength Um, Texas for some reason is picked to win eight and a half games this year unfortunately I think they're gonna get their last game in Lubbock as a dub so give me Texas Tech to drop this one as well going two and two to start the season
3: I I came into this with Rob's firm statement of tech's going to win either five, six, seven or eight games. I really liked how he stuck to his guns there. <laughs> and, and that's where I'm at too. And honestly going through this with you, cause I've gone through this like five or 10 times today and I still can't, I I'm still not sure what I'm going to pick when I'm done. Um, Texas though, uh, they, I, I think they've got some turmoil. With the yours versus card versus big money donor rumors being involved and people coming to practice and just typical Texas crap that every coach has to deal with. Um something to remember last year. Hey, do you remember they lost to Kansas? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure nobody forgot that. But Cyclone Larry, so reminding everybody every morning on Twitter. <laughs> every day. But they're um they also lost six in a row, which I think was historic for them. I don't think UT has ever done that. And yes, this is a team that doubled up Texas Tech.
2: And Texas Tech scored 35 points. <laughs> I'm about to say let's 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 be clear. Like the double up there wasn't like a six to three.
3: Yeah. But I'm I'm just taking this is going to be this is going to be A dub. who? Texas Tech knows that this is the last time the Longhorns are coming to town. Hopefully the the TV gods will realize that as well and give Tech a night game um, and be able to find it on a channel that we've heard of, which we will because Texas will be part of it. And I think Texas, you know, this is kind of – you know, I, I forgot about this, Spencer, because I didn't have it fully on there. Texas is kind of a let-down, look-ahead sandwich position because so? they will have just gotten trounced.
2: Oh, that's right. Because I was I was just, they looking will have at, just at the gotten conference scheduled
3: by Alabama mm-hmm. and then possibly beaten by UTSA at home or at least played close. And maybe just let-down, let-down sandwich. No look-ahead. Let-down, let-down, let-down. Yeah, so they will be Louisiana Monroe or whoever the hell ULM is, and then they'll get pantsed by Alabama at home, and then they will either lose a close game or get dangerously close to losing to Jeff Trailer and his squad at
2: home, and then they're going to come to Lubbock. So give me that win, man. Okay, I like it. October first at Kansas State, the other the first letdown look ahead. I am. I'm buying into what Michael was selling. I think, like, I like Kleiman. The fact that they're relying on a a transfer quarterback from Nebraska when he was trash at Nebraska to be anything good (laughs) there. Yeah, I know they've got Deuce Vaughn. I like Tech to take this one on the road. Really?
3: See, okay, as much as I talked about this being a let down look ahead sandwich. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think K state's going to be a really good team this year. They're so, I feel like I say this every single time I talk about K state, they're very well coached. I'm going to say the same thing about Baylor. Uh, now we took their best coach. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Kleiman is entering his fourth season. He's 20 and 16 right now, eight and five last year. Uh, they single-handedly got Matt Wells fired mid-season. They Praise. went on to just beat the crap out of LSU in the Texas Bowl 42 to 20 at the end of the year. I mean, they they lost some weird ones. Uh, I I think they're going to have a really solid team this year, but yeah, like you said, the quarterback position's a question mark. Some of the some of the guys in the athletics seemed pretty pretty high on him and they mentioned something about how well he played in the uh, Big Ten, but I'll be honest, I don't give two craps about the Big Ten. I never pay attention to them, so maybe he'll be great. I don't know. So yeah, I'm, I'm uh, taking the
2: L on that. Sorry. It, it's fine. I, I'll, I'll end up missing this one. You know, we'll, we'll get on the Bosco's boys and I'll run my mouth and, and then I'll <laughs> eat crow. Um,
3: run it all you want. I'm still
2: salty about them picking
3: us like laughing when the over under at the tech at tech last year was four and a half games and they just oh, laughed
2: and took the under Oh, we need to go back on their show and be like, Hey guys, remember that we took the under? Yeah.
3: We if, won seven we games. Talk about it, next time we were on Scott's show or if he comes on ours, we will, we will bring that up. Hey holes.
2: <laughs> no, we like them. They're good dudes. Um, I probably have more Kansas state fan friends acquaintances than any other school.
3: No doubt. Yes we have there's so many similarities
2: speaking of similarities michael you want to talk about oklahoma state
3: <laughs>
2: excellent segue uh at number 12 oklahoma state this is the lowest according lowest percentage lowest probability possibility according to espn um we're getting far enough into the season at this point like i want to know what this team is going to be because game 6 like this could be a completely different team. I don't know what they're going to look like on defense without Jim Knowles. Um, we also talked about like if Spencer Sanders is supposed to be the best quarterback in the in the in the league, like the league's going to be in trouble. Because uh, I, man, like you can count on him for making some really stupid decisions, uh, especially if he gets in pressure. I do like what I've heard and read and researched about. Deruder being able to pressure quarterbacks, you saw what you were able to do when you got in his face in Lubbock a couple years ago where he threw like four interceptions. Um, but man, on the road, you haven't won up there since... You got close in 2008? Sorry. Well, it's 2007.
3: 2017. Kingsbury did
2: win up there and then gave oh, us that's false right, that's hope. right. Yeah, that, 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 you, you, we won that game. We. Texas Tech 18, won that game. I can't remember. It was and one it was, of those two. Yeah, like we were like, oh man, like we beat them, and it was like oh, it was really fun. And then you did beat get close, them, beat the crap out of them too. Yeah, you, you didn't get them pretty close. Missed an extra point that would have tied it, but I I don't think this is the year <laughs> to get back I, at
3: I, them. Yeah, I hate to agree with you here. I'm not feeling it. I mean, this is this team went to the Big Twelve Championship last year. They still have deservedly the so.
2: I mean, they're they really good, especially yeah. on defense.
3: They lost their coordinator. We have, we know that. Um, but Gundy is entering year eighteen. He's been there a long time. He knows what he's doing. Uh, their only two losses last year were for a combined eight points. Lost to Iowa State in Ames, and of course lost that Big Twelve championship. Which they the,
2: they do that for whatever reason. Like really good yeah. Oklahoma State teams lose in Ames.
3: Yeah. I mean, they're coming off a Fiesta Bowl win versus Notre Dame, who everybody just fawns over. This is going to be a really salty team. And it seems like everywhere I see people are saying that the Big 12 championship is automatically going to be OU and Baylor. And they just kind of, oh, yeah, Oklahoma State will be pretty good. Maybe K-State's a dark horse. Oklahoma State's going to be in the mix, man. I, I'm not seeing a lot of reason. I, I think they have a be, almost a better shot to go than Baylor, although I don't see Baylor dropping off, uh, you know, a crazy amount this year either. So, yes, I, I'm unfortunately with you. I think we take the L
2: in Stillwater. Halfway through the season, Michael and I are both at 3-3, three and three, only differing on the Texas and Kansas State games so far. But here is where I think Texas Tech can really start capitalizing on just the way the schedule is written. You get a week off, and then you get West Virginia at home. Neil Brown sucks. (laughs) Now, can Graham Harrell make JT Daniels into a, a good enough quarterback that he can cover up the 30 guys they lost on defense? I don't know. Maybe not. It's going to be entertaining to see what they can do, but I, I, this is one of the more highest confidence picks for me. Win at home against the Mountaineers. Mountaineers have lost what, three in a row? Three in a row. All three of Matt Wells' teams.
3: And I mean, my bold claim here is this will be Neil Brown's last game to coach at West Virginia. Mid season fire. They're going to let him go because think about what they will have just gone through. They will have lost to Pitt. They will Let's beat Kansas, but they barely beat Kansas last year. They, they only beat them by one score. They will then beat Towson. They will then lose to their other rival, Virginia Tech. They will then lose to UT. They will then lose to Baylor.
2: So they'll be what, two and five?
3: Yep. Having lost to two of their storied, longtime, bitter rivals in the process. And then they're going to come to Lubbock and they're going to lose in Lubbock. And interim coach Graham Harrell is going to lead the Mountaineers for the rest of the
2: season. And oh, oh man. So I, I would love for that to happen because I would love for Graham Harrell to take West Virginia back home and just wax TCU the following week. Oh, please. This is this team
3: last year. What what was it last year? Let me see. I scrolled down. Scroll down. They went six and seven last year. They lost six to 18 to Minnesota in the guaranteed raid bowl. (laughs) And Neil Brown is at a perfectly mediocre 17 18. I mean, he is this. I don't know how he's still there unless they forced him to make some big changes in the off season. And that may have been what led to Harold getting hired. So I'm I'm just like doubling down on West Virginia. I'm not super impressed with what they're going to be able to put together. And by the time they get to Lubbock, I think Brown's going to be in a pretty hot seat.
2: And like, it's interesting because you look back at their schedule last year, like they weren't that far off from being competitive or decent. Like they lost by six to Maryland. And it was a really entertaining game. Uh they beat Virginia Tech by six, lost to OU by three on the road, lost to Texas Tech by three, lost pretty good in Waco, twenty-five. Uh they beat TCU by twelve, they beat Iowa State by a touchdown, lost at at home versus Oklahoma State. But I mean, at that point in the season, Oklahoma State was pitching shutouts left and right, twenty-four to three. And their offense was so terrible. That's why I'm like oh, Spencer Sanders, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they got doubled up by Kansas State on the road, 34-17. They beat Texas by a touchdown. Uh, beat Kansas only by a touchdown. So like it goes back and forth. They, they beat Texas, but then they barely beat Kansas. And I get Dude. Kansas was was on the upswing there late. They were they were feeling it, uh, and then losing to Minnesota. But like I just. Like I said, one of my highest confidence picks there to take Texas Tech back at home after a bye to reset, kind of get the taste out of your mouth in the first six games. Like, no, we're not doing that. Nope. This well, is different. Yep. Speaking of now different, it's personal welcoming Baylor. They haven't won in Lubbock for thirty something years, whatever that stat is that keeps getting thrown around. We like to say, yeah, they haven't won here. They also haven't played here in a while. That's fine. Uh, 2008, I think, was the last time they played in in Lubbock. The last game of the season, Graham Harrell blew up his hand and Crabtree nearly broke his ankle. Um, I I like the upset here. Oh, you do? I do. I think it'll be personal. Do you think they've lost too many guys up front Uh, or – I don't believe in shaping. I listened to Rob Rowe and their, their Twitter spaces um, when they had the Baylor guys on and they were just slobbing all over shape and like completes 95% of his passes between the numbers with no pressure. Was like, no shit. That's the easiest <laughs> throws out there. Like it, it was between the numbers between the twenties with no pressure. I was like,
3: well, apparently that's all they have to throw it to. There's not really a deep threat. That's, part of the offense yet to emerge and, and running backs are kind of a toss up as to who's going to come out of that too.
2: Yeah, and and it it could be like an Abram Smith thing where like they come out of nowhere and like the offensive line propels and makes a running back great, which is what they did last year. Like, Abram Smith was really good as a running back. The guys were like it was the offensive line. I could see that sure happening. Um they're returning the second least percent production of anybody in the big 12. Only, only, only team returning less is Iowa state. Uh, and this is considering West Virginia when they had something like 20 guys transfer. Yeah. Baylor has the exact same percent re- percentage returning. Uh, well, and most of it's on defense.
3: Does that include Joe McGuire and, uh, Nance
2: and Blanchard Blanchard. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just players, but yeah. So give me a, give me Texas tech to take this one on, on the home field versus the bears. Baylor had an awesome season
3: last year, you know, rebounding from two wins in 2020, then going 12 and two. They're only two losses at Stillwater, and inexplicably against TCU. They lost (laughs) last year. I kind of forgot about that, but big 12 champs, reigning big 12 champs. Took down the lane train, of course. I can't remember his name, but that old Miss quarterback got hurt really early in the Sugar Bowl. It, uh Matt Coral? That uh, sounds right. I was they the the really bad year. injury, too. Wasn't it like a horrible knee injury? Anyway. Um, yeah, lost a great, you know, bit of a staff. They're going to be on opposite sides of the sideline here. But I'm still, I'm, I'm just going to, I hate it. I think Baylor's gonna win here for the first time since even, know, Reagan, Reagan was president, whatever that
2: works out to be. Even considering that the even years are there typically <laughs> the regression, the down years for them? No? Okay. Well, the Aranda, I think Aranda's the X Factor. I think he's just do, do you know what Aranda it, did on the even the last time they had an even year? <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just messing with you. It's fine. You walked into a COVID year with... <laughs> and won one game, man. Come on. You won kidding. two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to say on the road here, but the game will be in Fort Worth. i us just put it that way. Uh, against TCU. I don't understand. And, and I, I th- th- this will be one of those games if we lose, Like I'll be most fired up about. I don't understand all of the the love that TCU is getting pick to win six and a half games. Uh, ESPN gives you only a 37% chance here. I think you take this one on the road.
3: Absolutely. I've got Lubbock East in my notes. Um, this is, this is going to be a win. It's it's going to be an interesting environment. TCU. I was listening to a podcast that I don't listen to very much. It's, it's run by Learfield sports or something. It's called big 12, Update or whatever, and it's an hour long, and I think forty-three minutes of it are ads. I'm not entirely sure,
1: but um, so it's like
2: a early production of the twenty-three personnel when we got on with uh, with the <laughs> network when he had like three ad read breaks. and you know, some, some
3: betting sites that may or may not have been offshore. Manscaped. <laughs> not sure.
2: Yeah.
3: Anyways, but yeah, they. I, I listened to as much of that as I could get through. And as of last week, when they recorded that podcast, they hadn't even named a starting quarterback yet. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to have something like tech did, but it's another, I mean, you, you've got, yes, they have a first time coach just like tech does, but sunny Dykes, I, I don't, are we going to see the 1930 Cal sunny Dykes or are we going to see the thirty eighteen SMU sunny Dykes? Um, you know, and I'd like to bring up Kansas state again, they are also the last team that, uh, Gary Patterson played before he got fired. So Kansas state was responsible for two firings last season, but th- this is just not, this is not going to be, um, the same type of team I think we've seen. Texas Christian put together and somehow put together wins against Tech. I, I think Tech's going to take this one. And and I just wanted to point something else out too. You, you know, just to give us a little bit of comfort and a little bit of solace. UT and OU and all that. TCU, when they were in the Mountain West from '05 to 2011, they averaged 11 win seasons. And then since they've been in the Big 12. In full seasons, and and this is particularly just Gary Patterson's record. They've gone eight and five, which we would kill to go eight and five every year, because they had a couple of really good years. But there's just a, an immediate change once you upgrade your conference and, or you know, perceivably upgrade your conference. So I, I think the thing that we've been talking about off and on this whole time, just kind of this is a good sample right here get ready for UT and OU going eight and five on a good year. I'm just really excited about it. Yeah. I, I, I started to change it all back to that, but yeah, give me, we're winning. We're winning in Fort Worth. I'm with you. And so in front of, you know, 40,000 fans,
2: 33 of which are in red and black through nine games, I've already got tax attack at bowl eligibility with six wins, six and three through nine. Saying that, I'm like, um, I'm we're gonna be like four and five right here, <laughs> For the season. We're gonna need, we're gonna need to win two of the last three. Um, moving on, Kansas, just about a non-conference victory here, at home. We're 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 taking the W there, at Iowa State. Okay. I don't like it, man. You you Texas Tech, Tech has not played well in Ames. Especially late in the season, Um, Patrick Mahomes' team—like we keep going back to that—and they they got beat pretty bad. Uh, And we talked about, you know, Mahomes not having the defensive support there; the offense was non-existent that game. Um, Slept walked through that game. I unfortunately, I think Texas Tech loses this one.
3: Man, Um, Iowa State. You know, after that great run they had in 2020, Big 12 runner up, so much hype. Probably the most uh, hyped up Iowa State team in the history of football coming into 2021. But then guess what they did? Seven and five. Oh, they were six. Seven and six. Seven and six. Because they lost their bowl game. And guess who else went seven and six? Your Red Raiders. Guess who kicked a 62-yard winning field goal to beat this team at home? The best the best team Iowa State has ever hyped up to existence. You know, I mean, Matt Campbell is about to Seth Luttrell himself.
2: <laughs> Everybody was prediction. thinking about, like, he he's going to be the next guy and he's all these big jobs and he just hangs on yep. one season yep. too long. Or maybe two yeah. at this point. Yeah, he's
3: he's about to enter his seventh season. I mean, he, he's forty two, thirty four overall, thirty one, twenty three. We'd kill to have a thirty one, twenty three Big Twelve record. That's fantastic, but I th- I think
2: they've reached the peak. They've lost too many guys. They are uh, the the team with the lowest returning production of anybody on yeah. the schedule. And let me
3: see what what's the name of that quarterback? You know, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about him. Hunter Decker's. People really like Hunter Decker's. Well, we'll just have to see because people really liked Brock Purdy, but Brock Purdy really liked to throw tall, lofty interceptions at the worst possible time. So I'm I am just not bought into Iowa State at all this year.
2: They're also replacing even more on the defensive side. We we talked about they're losing Purdy, Hall, and the the tight ends. They're having to replace. 65% of all defensive snaps. Yeah. So on what was a last year? Okay. Defensive yeah. team.
3: But they lost 13 to 20 to Clemson. Clemson. In the cheese It bowl to end the season. I, I just think we've already seen the peak of, of Matt Campbell. And so I, I think we're on a, on the same trajectory as the mean Green here. So I'm taking tech to win there and I am fairly confident about it. I'm almost, I'm almost salty
2: about it. Okay. (laughs) Final game of the season, final game before deconstruction begins at Jones, AT&T stadium to get ready for the new South end zone hosting the Sooners, the Sooners. um, I know you talked about like wanting to be, mindful that they are also responsible for (laughs) all the realignment stuff going on. And when it wasn't just Texas jerks, um, this is the team. Like I just, I don't have a good read on like they could be really good, which they, they always have been, but also like, I mean, I was probably even more down on them when they were replacing Bob Stoops going to Lincoln Riley. Uh, and they didn't seem to miss a beat. Um, so that's like I, I don't know, man. I I don't like this one. I'm going to go ahead right now, August 23rd. I'm saying Texas Tech is going to lose this game and So, so for Spencer saying we're going to Texas Tech will go seven and five.
3: So you think you think OU coming in after losing Bedlam. Looking ahead possibly to a Big Twelve Championship game, if they're even that good. I mean they, they've got who's this kid from UCF who played a few games.
2: Dylan Gabriel's I, pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we've got
3: uh what else do they got? He's gonna be playing for I don't even know. I okay. Yeah. I'm with you. I think, I think tech drops this one. And and the main reason I'm one of the main reasons I'm doing it is because we got to the end of this exercise and I realized I had seven wins and I was like, okay, I'm not going to do eight, four. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I think seven is still probably slightly over optimistic. I came in thinking I was going to go five, seven. And then, um, yeah, I went seven and five and you went six and six,
2: seven and five.
3: We both went seven and five, but we've got some, we've got three different games in there.
2: Yeah. So I think, uh, I could see, well, on the games that we, that we differ on, um, I think the one I'm, I'm more confident in my, my projection would be Texas where you, you've got (laughs) Texas tech having a good shot to win that one. Uh, Of course they do. I think really like Kansas state could go either way. We, we split that one. We split the Baylor game. Um, I, I'm not a believer in Baylor, uh, and then we split Iowa State.
3: Yeah, and I'm not a believer in Iowa State. No, I'm just no. not. A,
2: I'm 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 not a believer in, in breaking history just yet. So seven to five, coach. Oh. It's all it's all new different. It's all new different, baby. New different. We're we're gonna keep up with this as we go through that throughout the season. Uh both landing at seven and five getting to a bowl uh avoiding that that uh first year losing record um which hadn't been a thing at Texas Tech until Matt Wells came in, <laughs> because if you look at the the past coaches, their first year, they had all had winning records, going back to it was before spike. I don't remember I don't oh, I don't name. know the coaching history. But it wasn't Spike. It wasn't. It wasn't Leach. It wasn't Tuberville. It wasn't Kingsbury because you know he went seven seven and zero to start that season. Um, and it was. It, and then it was Wells. He he broke that streak of first year head coaches. So I think Texas Tech over produces, over 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 delivers on their five and a half wins this season uh, by a full game, man. I think they go over with seven? Could I? I could see this team winning four games. It would be disastrous, but like just things don't go the right way. You get off on a horrible start. Like you lose to Houston. You don't upset Kansas State. Then you're looking at five straight losses, yeah. which could really buckle a team. So, I. I am prepared for whatever comes our way this
3: year. I I say that now I can firmly say that in August and then completely walk it back in October. But I, I just do think that I've been saying this all summer. I just feel like we should try to keep our excitement separate from our expectations. And that's what I'm trying to do here. I don't expect tech to win seven games, you know, I'm not going to be,
2: I'm mad. not going to hold but, McGuire too. It's like, he didn't win seven games, fire him. He's, yeah, a loser. I mean, no. I
3: really think five is like the, that's where I'm at. If, if, if tech only wins four, oh gosh. Okay. We got, we got some thinking to do if they, if they win five and then they're competitive in the others. Okay. That's kind of what I was the, the floor as everyone likes to say, if we've got floors and ceilings. So I think, f- five, seven is the floor basically. Okay. And, and I'm just kind of a little optimistic on, it happens every year, man. You know, it it, it wraps back around. And especially now that we've got a guy who's excited and seems happy to be here and they're doing the, the brand and they're doing all this other stuff um, to promote the team and promote the players. It's, it's hard not to get caught up in it and think, well, hey, yeah, well, why won't we beat Texas? Why not? Sure, it'll be a night game. It'll be on ESPN. No, it may not be because they will have just lost to Alabama and uh, squeaked squeaked by against the road runners. Yeah.
2: So perfect timing. I've got a handful of other topics to touch on before we wrap this up with what do we learn. We don't have to do all four of these, Michael. Um, we talked about the start bench cut burgers. Did you and I start that? You and I Rob we, started
3: y'all y'all kind of y'all kind of winged that last week. All right, so what would you, your, your list in. be?
2: Yeah, what would your list be, real quick?
3: I think Rob had an excellent start bench cut list. I would substitute one of them. I can't remember what this third one was because he had Christakis and Bonus Burger. Was it the Joe's Drive In or? I can't remember who he had. It, uh, it was Pete's. Pete's it might drive-in. have been Pete's. Pete's is really good, but I would substitute that in for Nirvana Burger.
2: Can't which they have even heard of it. Okay. That
3: so going. you've got to find Nirvana Burger wherever they are. They are making smash burgers. They are making fresh cut French fries. Okay. I mean, the guys back there, you can hear him like clanking down on the machine to, <laughs> to cut the potato. Um, you find Nirvana Burger and then go start bench cut on Christaki's bonus and Nirvana. And I don't even know if I can, I don't think I can do that.
2: Okay, I can't do that. We talked about uh, Twisted Root. It's possibly being closed. I actually, had lunch there this week. It's it's open.
3: <laughs> Confirmed. Hey, seat man on the street.
2: We uh, are a Lubbock, Texas
3: podcast. We are here in West Texas. If anyone has any doubts,
2: <laughs> I th- this is on me. I went to a burger restaurant and didn't get a burger. I got the Nashville hot chicken sandwich. It was not good. Oh no. <laughs> It, and it may have been the combination, like the pickles they were using, but it just wasn't the right pickle. I don't know. It was, it was, I talked myself out of getting the Western burger to try the Nashville hot chicken, which has been really good. Other places, skip it. Just go back to your regular burger.
3: I forgot which one they have. It's the rodeo goat or something. I think it has goat cheese and bacon.
2: No, I don't want, I'm, don't, don't, don't oh, mess man. with the cheese, man. Just give That's me American. good stuff.
3: That's good cheddar. stuff right there.
2: So I want to talk about Tailgate Foods. One, because there's a big tailgate happening next weekend, which I hope uh not yeah, next weekend, the third. Weekend of the first Texas Tech game at Cardinals, hosted by Gambling Gouchos, Regino and Cardinals. We're gonna hit that place up after the Tailgate show, which wraps right at noon. Head over there. Um on the barbecue channels I follow on on YouTube, there's been a uh, there's been a new fad this summer called shotgun shells. Have you heard of these? Y-
3: yes, but explain to me what they are. Cause I've only seen photos and gone. That looks kind of like a, like a Texas Twinkie, but
2: not right. And it's, it, it's strange when you hear it. And I'm like, I, I, I want to try it first before I like just dive in. This is going to be something i want to try this year. It's going to be an, an addition to the tailgate foods. I'm going to, I'm going to prepare. So it is a, um, it is a stuffed manicotti noodle. So like oh. the big tube noodle, uh, with your choice of meat and or cheese. Um, one, one guy I, I saw he's done like cream cheese, pulled pork, jalapenos, and then you wrap that with bacon and then you smoke it. Uh, one of the one of the the barbecue guys said you have to let it sit in the in the refrigerator. You have to let it set up one to keep the the inside firm enough to to cook without spilling out, but also enough for the noodle to soften yes, from the moisture from a, both sides. It's an uncooked it's a dried noodle. noodle, right? Yeah. And you can cook it, but it's, then it's going to be a little more difficult yeah. to, to stuff. Okay.
3: The, um, the logistics of it were blowing my mind. I was like, how the heck do you get, so you set it up a beat in a, in a, in a manicotti without
2: it like <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's, it's uncooked noodle and then you, you wrap it in bacon and then you let it sit in the fridge for four plus hours. The guy I okay. said, I trust who I, I got this milk queso recipe from, he says, we, we tested it at one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours at four hours. You're going to get the peak performance. Anything past four hours is fine. So you can do it the night before leave it in the fridge. He said, you need at least four hours. I trust this man's opinion. Um, Meat Church, by the way. Oh had, yeah, had a weather. Yeah, food. you've turned. You told me about him. He's no, Waxahachie. Anyways, yeah. so shotgun shells. I want to try that. He he doesn't serve it whole. He he slices it so you can get like a smaller bites on. You know, not Q-tips. That would be gross. Toothpicks. So that is something I want to try this year. Uh, and then I I haven't done it yet. But like the these buffalo chicken dips look really good. I haven't done those yet. I haven't done one of those. We've, yet. we've bought
3: some, they have some pre-made Buffalo chicken dips and you just get like, um, Oh, a, like a toasted, like a s- crostini, basically like a sliced baguette toasted. And you put, mm-hmm. you put that on there or you get a really good cracker. That's can kind of hold up to all of that stuff. I mean, it's awesome. It's a great idea. We love it. I mean, every time Allison buys it, we, we, we plow through it. It's just like, Oh, uh, celery's great.
2: Of course. Oh yeah. There going go. A little
3: healthier. You can use celery to dip. I mean,
2: that's a awesome idea. And then something else I recently saw, this is actually from, from TikTok. Uh, I think it's, I think Walmart has it. It's a, um, a brisket smokehouse, cheesy dip, like pre-made in their refrigerator. It's actually like, like, the person like so it was a video and then somebody stitched it and said, "No, this can't be right." And then like eight it was like, "Holy crap!" That like coming from a like pre-made Walmart something, it's got me intrigued enough. I want to go see if, one if there if it's here in Lubbock and.
1: Two, I think it what is. Be I, like
2: I
3: think she saw it one day, but then she was kind of the same way. She was skeptical. and was like, I, "I don't know.
2: I don't know about this one." So I, I heard you, you can serve it either cold or warm he he ate it warm I was like it's pretty good so i'm i'm, I'm look for that one what about you michael Are you adding anything to your rotation of, of tailgate foods or are you are you sticking to some tried and true favorites and if you, you are know, what I, is it i'm i'm not
3: sure yet i don't know if i have i haven't done much experimenting lately i've been trying to to stick with with the basics um you know i i think kind of my classic favorite my classic go to is just a good old sausage wrap just sausage, tortilla, mustard, whatever you want to put on it. I don't care. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. But I think that's that's pretty much my classic favorite if I had to pick one. I, I do like wings. And we did get an air fryer since last football season because ours died on us a while back. And we went with a mini confection oven for a
2: while. And it just wasn't the same, man. My, my, only, same. my only complaint about wings is they – whatever whatever – way that you're cooking them, it takes too long. Yeah. As small as they are with a bone in them, like, it takes... Get it together, wings. It takes It takes a little while.
3: No, I need to come up with some more. I I really should... Um,
2: It's a food podcast and we're a week out from college football.
3: Okay. This isn't... Uh, this isn't a good tailgate food. This is just a good, like, party food, but I think I talked about it over the summer. I made a couple of really good meatloaves on the smoker.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> I mean... Yeah, okay, that's, it's just, hey, we're just talking
2: about good things we made on the smoker. Uh, and then um, I think. But you know what, though? I, I I think you could take a meatloaf and like cube it and then put some sauce on it and throw it back. Like almost oh, like. Oh, yeah. Like a burn ends type thing and make a tailgate food out of a meatloaf that way. Okay, I think you're onto something. I could, I could do that. Sauce it a little bit, put a toothpick in it. I don't make know. It make it saucy. Sticky. Make it saucy, anyways. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So last thing, you sent me this this video on Twitter. I I I just saw it before we we started recording. I was hoping
3: you were gonna watch it live.
2: (laughs) Just about. So it's it's at a Yankees baseball game, (laughs) and it's from Complex Sports. The caption just says "Arrest this man," (laughs) and he's coring out a hot dog. I. I think it's a hot dog it may be a sausage link or just i don't know it's a hot dog and he uses that cord out hot dog as a straw for his beer yes uh one no i i wouldn't i wouldn't use that sorry i need to tap the sound off i'm gonna watch it again i wouldn't i, I mean, wouldn't drink anything with okay. a hot dog i'm watching it right
3: now and the organ music in the background <laughs> is actually is it add to Pretty it? appropriate.
2: It's, it's so gross. The Yankees and so Mets gross. series this past weekend. He takes the straw. And like you said, he, he uses hallows, the, Yeah, he uses the straw to core out the
3: hot dog. He, he stabs the straw into the hot dog's urethra.
2: <laughs> gross.
3: <laughs> and then as he extracts the straw from the urethra, he gets the the meat mass out of the straw. He sucks <laughs> that out of the straw until the, it's a full pathway. You know, Hank Hill would be proud of this urethra. It is not narrow like like Hank's. So this, he then takes his beer, which he has set on the ground because heaven forbid, any, you know, people can walk over, knock the beer over. He doesn't care. He needs both hands free to do this grotesque dance he is doing and he gets that straw and he makes
2: the, the hot dog weenie straw. Where's the bun? Where'd the bun go, Spencer? Did he just throw it away? I think it's in that, that, that white cardboard container that he's balancing on his leg. I think he just pulls the, the hot dog out of it. I don't know, man. So, it's disgusting. Yeah, he picks
3: and- up the beer, dunks the hot dog in, dunks the, the hot dog weenie in. I can't emphasize this enough. There's no bun. The bun is not involved. Yeah. It, the bun it, is a passenger. He's gone. Yeah. Bun's gone. And and so he dunks that in there
2: and then, yes, uses it as a straw. My God. So I, I, I have to ask, Michael, just because of all the the entendre here, I'm talking about the, the the weenie. Have you seen that video from the Oakland A's game?
3: We have to be <laughs> delicate here.
2: <laughs> I have seen I have seen the video in question. Some extracurricular
3: activities going on in is it
2: left field? Yeah. Did, okay, did did you see the there's like a podcast group or, or somebody went to the game the following day with signs and yes, sat in did. that and said okay. Okay, that was also pretty funny. There there's there's too much too much going on at a baseball game. It's just it's a baseball game, guys.
3: Yeah. Keep your keep your head in the game, which I think was one of the signs
2: <laughs> that those guys are holding up. Oh, bananas. All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap this up with what we learned. All right, that's not the right one. Somehow got onto the wrong soundboard. Here we go. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't f- know either. You would think with this fancy board, I wouldn't do stupid stuff like that, but here we are. Um, what do I learn? We're we're still a, a food podcast at heart, man. I I can't wait to get get back on the smoker. I haven't I haven't fired it up in a good six weeks. Granted part of that was, was was with the move. Um we're still without grass here at the house. Every time we get close it rains. Uh I think we're we're finally set up to go. I'm waiting for the for it to dry out just enough where I can walk on it on the dirt and not disturb my what used to be level now I have to I have to re-level it a little bit. Uh especially when we we had to, some uh, adjusting sprinklers. I think we're really close. We're also going out of town, so this would be perfect to get the dogs off of it for the majority of when it's gonna be wet. But yeah, I'm uh looking forward to the smoker trying some some new uh tailgate foods and a going yard update all in one. Michael, what did you learn? Man,
3: I I need to well one, i I've learned that I need to get back in the game on on smoking because I don't have. I didn't have any new additions to add to the tailgate foods. I, I need to. I need to get in the lab. I need to get my pen and a pad. Well, figure this out. The lab for me has been YouTube. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I did learn the last time I did fire up the smoker, which I never talked about this just because of the crazy schedule we've had the last few weeks. But I learned that it is possible to fudge up a pork butt. Okay, now okay, freezing understood, but. Somehow I made a pork butt that was just terrible, Spencer. It was awful. I don't know. I I actually, I do know a few things I did. I think I am going to take a cop out. I do think it was a really weird cut of meat because whenever you do a pork butt and it's usually the shoulder roast. Mm -hmm. When you pull out the bone, it's usually just like one bone. Yeah. That's kind of, I couldn't even tell you the shape. It's almost like a, you know, one cross section of it looks like a triangle. The other cross section looks like a T or something like that. So this one, it had like a joint in it.
2: Did, did, did you get the wrong? Like, did you, did the butcher not? <laughs> well, it was it, well, one when I first unpacked it, cause you can't really tell what
3: these things are. It was just pork shoulder roast which was what I got last time and it had skin on it. I have what? never bought <laughs> this cut of meat with skin on it. And okay. so I thought, well, it's too bad now I'm not wanting to make cracklins right now.
2: I'm because... going to go ahead and just excuse whatever happened cuz like you you just got the wrong like n- not like you purchased the wrong one, you got, you received the wrong cut. Whatever okay, it was, you you didn't get the right one. This makes me feel better because I th- I saw, I thought the
3: same thing because I thought man so so I you know I carved I carved off all the skin, which I've never have to do. Usually you just pull the pork butt out of the or not just the pork butt just pork shoulder whatever yeah. you just pull it out of the package, and you, you can some, you can do seasoning it. on it. You throw it on the grill. That's it, man. Yeah,
2: it's one of the, the easiest ones. Like there's not a whole lot of trimming necessary. I'm right, like, so that was kind of a red
3: race. flag. I was like, why is, why am I having to trim all this skin off this thing? And it was kind of curved and you could tell it like went under its elbow or something. <laughs> and so I, I cooked it. Um, I used my Father's Day present. New uh, wireless thermometer worked great. I, I even, it, things went so wrong. I, st- I still checked it later. I calibrated it later and mm-hmm. just to make sure that it wasn't wrong because it wasn't. But then I I get the pork butt and I'm just trying to shred it, and it's just really hard. I cooked it up to like 203, 204. I probed in like four places. It wasn't pulling apart. It had that gigantic, weird bone in it. It didn't even taste right, but the taste was my fault because I was being dad of the year that morning. And I lathered the pork butt in – because now I'm a big believer in binders. I've talked about this over the summer. So I lathered the pork butt in cheap mustard, and then I grabbed – I forgot the name brand of this seasoning I use, but it's Rub Some Butt, and it's a Carolina-style seasoning that has powdered mustard in it. Anyway, I love that seasoning – And I had trouble finding it recently, and the only way I could get it was in a sample pack. So I had like four (laughs) bottles of seasoning that looked the same. I grabbed the poultry one. Oh, no. And I had no idea, and I had my little five-year-old just like dousing this whole thing with this poultry seasoning that has a lot more salt, garlic, herbs, all these different things that – I did not want on my pork butt that I did not expect to have on my pork butt. And I didn't even notice until after I'd pulled it, it was just a complete disaster. So I've got to make another pork butt at some point. And I think I'm going to go to Raider Red Meats and, and get one from them just to,
2: just to be certain
3: for sure. They won't let
2: me down. Um, so one thing I, I I've also learned recently, um, I don't know if it's so much like a secret, but like a a not so well advertised uh, spice mix for a lot of Texas style brisket and barbecue cooks. It's been Lowry season salt.
3: Oh, I saw Texas monthly had an article about that.
2: And like, nobody talks about like, but He's like, it's just salt, pepper, garlic or whatever. And you do it. You're like, uh, mine doesn't look like yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because they were throwing Lowry season salt on it and not telling you about it. I, so you, you, have heard about that. A little bit. Yeah. Ha,
3: yeah. Do, Which we do have Lowry's in the I was about to say, do you have some of the We Always. We always do. Yeah.
2: It's something I need to add to my, my little well,
3: season bucket, but. Well, and, uh, we like to make uh, French fries in the oh, air fryer yeah. and stuff, and so that's like the perfect thing to toss them in after you pull them out. Yeah, Unless uh, you get those, what is it? Checkers? Checker uh, rallies? Rallies? Man, get get. Nope. Next nope. time you're at the freezer aisle and you want some French fries, get rallies. They're so good. I don't even know the words you're saying to me right now. It's a, it's a um, it's a chain over where my wife grew up rallies like just or is it like raleigh
1: rally? no rally
3: as in like a rally race rally
2: rally's drive-in checkers Rallies famous season fries yeah white and it, black checkers checkered.
3: rallies is kind of like a hardy's carl jr
2: type of thing i think um okay so mesquite had a checkers oh okay but there you go it so it might be the ago. same kind of fries yeah but i and it was so long ago anyways we are They're awesome <laughs> uh well over I, I i wouldn't say over time but we are well into our second hour of podcasting here um one wanna just appreciate all of you fine folks for listening to us each and every week we are super excited for football season to start rob rose college tailgate show starts this weekend tailgate next weekend We'll be back next week for the Murray State Preview. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at Suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK and find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then guns up and let the tortillas fly.
0: that's join M-I-D-I, dot com.